In verse 16, Paul writes, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. How wonderful that is, that we can be renewed day by day. And we talked this morning about how the fact that the, the, the things that are visible um, are all can all pass away. In other words, the car you drive, one day you're going to have a new car. That car is going to get old. The house you live in, if the Lord tarries is coming, that house that you live in one day will be torn down. It's not going to stay forever. But uh, we are going to stay forever. We are going to live forever through Jesus Christ. We're gonna, Jesus is preparing us a place right now in heaven where moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves cannot break through or steal. And so as we, as we see things disappearing here, opportunities, entertainments, and uh, all the things that we enjoy, and God, by the way, God's given to us, there's nothing wrong with many of them, but now that we have, we have some time uh, to spend at home, we have to. Let's spend time renewing our inner man day by day and looking to God. We know that the problems of this world um, we all face. Paul said it as we looked at uh, this morning his life. And our point, first point was we, we faint not. Why? Because of God, because we look to Him. And Paul, that's an amazing statement coming from Paul with all that he went through, all that he had to suffer, all the, diff, the, the discouragements, the problems, the perils that we talked about in waters, the perils in traveling and robbers and uh, countrymen, his own countrymen, uh, by the heathen, perils in the city, in the wilderness. I mean, you go to Israel... You can see city, and there's a lot of wilderness. They walked from place to place. When he's out traveling from Jerusalem up into Galilee, walking along the Jericho Road, going into Jericho, and then on uh, through those mountains, I mean, it was treacherous. There were robbers. There were thieves. There were places that just weren't unsaved. We went to Israel. We saw much of that. And so... As he faced the troubling times, as he faced troubling things, he could say, by the grace of God, we faint not. We faint not. We don't lose heart. We don't lose hope. And that's what we have to focus on. Because the, the outward man is perishing, but the inner man, God is working in. The Bible says again, it's, an, it's appointed unto man wants to die. After this, the judgment and so we all have to face judgment one day. We're going to face God with what we did with our life once we, we were born into God's family. And so as a church, as a ministry, once you get, you're born into the family of God, you come into the church, you join the church, you attend the church, and you get involved, and we learn the Bible together. We learn what God has for us. Because we want to, by God's grace, serve him in such a way that he would be pleased. When we, came to, when we come to that time when this outward, physical part of our lives, this lifetime ends, we could say, as Paul said, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I kept the faith. Now, we're going through a fight now. 
We're going through a difficulty. But you see, we, wanna, we want to, at the end of this time, when the coronavirus is defeated, or it starts leveling out and we get back to school, get back to church, get back to work, that we can say, we fought a good fight, we finished this course. And we're all on a course now that's a little bit unsure. And uh, it's a, to me, I love the challenge of leading my family and leading my, my, our church here, our community, the state of California, and this country to reach a, a place where we're looking to God and following God fully, leaving nothing set aside and focusing on Him. Uh, which brings us um, to our text tonight and our, our challenge tonight as we, as we think about building the inward man. You see, we don't want to lose heart and quit. We don't want to be a, a defeated. We don't have to live the defeated life. We don't want to become a statistic. Well, they used to come to church, but they don't come anymore. This is the time for us to build the inward man and get stronger as a believer. And uh, we don't want to be one of those people uh, that used to walk with God. Well, they used to walk with God. They used to be a great Christian. No, we want to, we want to continue on. Again, we want to finish our course. We want to keep the faith. You don't want to have to be one of those people who used to go to church. Well, I knew them. I knew that family. I knew that gentleman. I knew that lady. She used to go to church. No, you know what? Maybe you used to go to church, and this is a good time to get back in church. This is a good time to put that foot forward and say, Lord, because there are many things that kept you from church. But one by one, everything has been taken away. Everything's been taken away. And so now, though you can't come into the church literally, Virtually, you can be in church, and when everything goes back to normal in this world, when the entertainment opens back up and the sports team get back to playing, the amusement parks open up, all the things that, uh, that aren't not, are not necessarily sinful, but they can become our focus. You know, we need to, be, we need to make church a priority. We want to be in church. And... Uh, May it not be said of us, man, that person used to be a faithful Christian. Don't lose heart. Let's gain hope. Don't lose hope. Let's get stronger. And uh, the thing that we have is unfailing strength. You see, we faint not because Paul says we have unfailing strength. You see, the inward man is motivated and strengthened by God. It's not the physical, it's the inward. Uh, we need to know and understand and that, that we need uh, God. We need His Word. The Bible says again, For which cause we faint not, but, through our, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is, re, is renewed day by day. And so we want to renew that inward man. We want to come to the place where we don't lose hope. 
And this may get a little more difficult. Matter of fact, this time may get a lot more difficult. We don't really know. But we want to focus on Jesus Christ. We don't want to lose our heart. You see, the heart drives you. There may have been a time where you used to be really excited about going to church. You used to be excited about um, teaching your Sunday school class, doing your junior church class, teaching your Christian school class, uh, being an officer in the church, and being in the choir. But you lost heart. You just kind of lost a little bit of heart for that. You see, through God's strength, through God's word, we can be renewed. We can, we can focus on Him. And uh, we need to know and understand that we have to look to, to God. We need to have a, a fresh uh, renewal day by day. That the Bible says the inward man is renewed day by day. The natural man, which includes the body and the mind, is dying every day. Every day we die a little bit. Every day, we lose a step. Every day, uh, we experience some heart, heartbreak, some sorrow, some pain, some problems, some difficulties. And uh, by the way, all of that is a result of the curse from Adam and Eve, from their sin in the Garden of Eden. And uh, Jesus Christ came, He lived the perfect life, He died upon the cross, and He reversed the curse. He reversed the curse. And so we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. We can have uh, an, an abundant life through Him. It doesn't matter about the circumstances. It doesn't matter about the house, the home. Um, you can have the abundant life. You can have the, the, the victorious life. And we find that the Bible says in Matthew 6, 34, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Every day brings unique problems. Every day comes with its own measure by God's grace, strength to meet the needs of the day. Before this, before this, uh, uh, problem hit before this epidemic, before this national emergency and world uh, 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 problem that we're facing with the coronavirus, God still strengthened you every day. The problems that you saw, the difficulties that you faced, God helped you. He gave you strength. And if you have your Bibles there, turn to Lamentations chapter 3, and we'll begin in verse 21. And uh, Jeremiah writes, this, I re this recall, I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. God's compassions are new every morning. He loves us. Great is thy faithfulness. Jeremiah writes unto the people of God. Great. Verse 24 says, The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. It's the Lord. He's my portion. 
He's the one I look to. Verse 25, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. And so during these days, look to him, wait for him, follow him. He'll bless you, all oh, that soul that seeketh him. Verse 26 says, it is good. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Verse 27, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. We look to God. We follow him. He'll meet your need. He'll guide your steps. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 25, the Bible says at the end of that verse, and as, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. You see, God gives us strength for the day. The Bible says of itself, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. And so God, God has taught you things for such a day as, as this. God, through the times that you've gone to church and you've come, you know, if you've attended the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church, you've heard some great preachers. You've heard Dr. David Gibbs. You've heard Dr. Tom Farrell right in this room. Dr. Morris Gleiser. Brother Dave McCoy has preached right here. Dr. Don Sisk was here not long ago. Dr. Mark Rasmussen. Just to name a few of the preachers. Uh, Brother Surface, Wayne Surface was here just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, these men are dynamic, building dynamic churches. Dr. John Getch from West, Bo West Coast Baptist College. We're thankful. Brother Shetler. Uh, from the college, and his son, Ben Shetler. They've been here to speak. I mean, we've heard great preaching. We've had our hearts stirred. We've had our souls strengthened. And so we're, we're ready. I'm so thankful for the knowledge that I have of the Bible, for the strength that I have through the Holy Scriptures. By His grace, we're ready. We're ready to face the difficulties. We're ready to face the problems. We're ready to look to God because we've been taught. And now, during this time, we head into this, into this storm, into this difficulty, and we don't want to lose heart. We don't want to lose hope. Paul says, no matter what, we faint not because we look to our God. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, the Bible says, and he said unto me, My grace, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You see, God's strength, God's strength for us is made, is, uh, made perfect in our weakness. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't go forward without God. We can't, we can't just uh, say we have a job and we don't have a job, many of our folks. We can't say everything's all right when it's not all right. There's difficulties. However, the Bible says, as Paul is speaking of his thorn in the flesh, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 
Paul said, listen, I have an infirmity, I have a problem. But I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. At this time, all of us are facing difficulties. We're all facing the same thing. And so our attitude ought to be like Paul's. I would rather glory in my difficulties. I would rather glory in my unsureties that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so as believers, let's let the power of Christ rest upon us. Let's let the power of Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Our rest is found in Him. The Bible says the inner man is renewed every day. Every day. And, um, but, but we need to look to God. You see, we get thirsty every day. We have a drink of water. But we get a little bit thirsty later on. That one drink from the fountain, that one drink of bottled water, we need more. That's why there's been that real run on the, the water and things at the, all the stores. We need the water. But just as we need water for our, our bodies, we need the water from the fountain of life. This book, the water of the word. We need it. We need to get strength from the Bible. We have the source. You have a well right here. You have the well of the Word of God. It, it, it gives you satisfaction and strength. You know, if you go without water for so long, you won't be strong. If you go without the water of the Word, you'll become weaker. But you see, as we look to the Bible, as we uh, cons- let, let the, the Word of God consume us, enter into us, it strengthens us day by day. We're renewed day by day. And so sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We look to God. You see, every, every, uh, uh, all of us, our buckets leak. We get filled up, we, we lose it. We have to fill it up again. We have problems. We have diff- different ways that that water, that we're, it's just taken out of us. There are different things that we fear. There are different things that concern us. So we have to constantly look to God. We have to constantly let the Spirit of God fill us and, um, and, and, and guide us. And so you need to be in the Bible. You need to be in the Word of God daily. Let the Word of God grab hold of your heart. Let it renew your heart and mind um, daily, daily in the Word. You need to be fed by the Scriptures. You need to pray. You have opportunity to pray. You need to pray every day. You don't just pray today and not tomorrow. You pray every day. Look to God. We need the fellowship. We're going to miss fellowship right now. You know what? You can communicate, though, to one another in different, different ways. You can send a text. You can uh, send an email. You can uh, uh, go on Facebook. Communicate. And by the way, when you're communicating, just encourage one another. 
I like what Brother Mike uh, had on his little Bible study for the young people. He asked them to put a, a verse that, that, uh, that encouraged them. Give me a verse that encourages you. And you could write that verse on Facebook and uh, encourage one another in the Lord. And so we have to have a fresh supply of the Word of God, of the Spirit of God, every day. We don't want to lose hope. We have to make the investment. I was talking to somebody today about making an investment uh, through the stock market because everything has dropped and everything is bottoming out. And so people look at investing for the future in the stock market, investing in things. But we have to invest our hearts and our minds. Again, the stock market is not going to give you any peace. The Word of God is going to give you peace. The communicating with God, being in God's will, knowing what God has for you, that's, uh, that's what's going to keep you. If we don't take care of ourselves physically and feed ourselves, then we're not going to be healthy physically. And the same thing with the spiritual aspect. When we think about that light affliction, the Bible says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it's going to pass. It's going it's, it's to get, you're, we're going to get through this. We're going to get past this. The light affliction refers to tribulation, power, uh, uh, pressure, and different troubles in this world. Uh, the word light means easy. So Paul's saying here that pressure, the pressure that he is under, is easy. Well, how can he say that? After all, he's facing. The reason he can say it is because he walked with God. He looked to God. 2 Corinthians 1.8, he said it, For we would not, brethren, have you to be ignorant of our trouble, which came unto us in Asia. And uh, we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. And so Paul said there were a time that the problems were more than he could handle. But he looked back to God. He's looking to God. And he says, listen, there, as he grew in the Lord, and as he faced his problems, he said in light, in light of eternity, in light of what God has for us, they're small, they're easy. And as we look to God and as we get gain and we look at Paul's life and we look at the people of God, we see that we're, we're going to get through this. He's going to help us. God is going to strengthen us. When we think about comparing this light affliction to the eternal weight of glory, that's what, listen, when we enter into heaven, when you enter into heaven, the eternal weight of glory, man, what an experience that will be when we get home. When we're finally home, when we're finally home, everything we face here will just seem to be light and easy because we're home. God has a plan. Romans 8, 18 says this, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time 
are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be, to be compared. Man, all that God is doing, the glory of God, His presence, and how He's guided us. I often think about um, dealing with taking care of Becky for five years, taking her to the, to the hospital, seeing her through that, uh, the, um, the stem cell transplant. And uh, at the time, I just did it. She was so strong. She, was so in, she, was, she had such courage. She could smile when they were doing the uh, harvesting her stem cells. And she had strength. And I got to tell you, I just did it. And I love doing it. And she was so strong. But now that I look back on it, I can see where that was difficult. But you know what? The day she graduated into heaven, there's no more, there's no more pain. There's no more sorrow. Now I miss her terribly. But she's with Jesus. She's with God in heaven. There's no more trips to City of Hope. There's no more trips down to Walgreens. There's no more trips over here to Sangorgonia or down to Redlands Community Hospital and every other place that we went. She's home. She's, she's with Jesus. And the moment she got home, the moment she came into His glory, she, she's forgotten about all this. She's forgotten. And so all that we face is temporal. It's, gonna, it's all going to disappear. The aches and the pains that you have and the heartache that you have and the problems that you face and the loneliness that you face. Listen, you, one day we're going to be with Him forever and ever. Until that day, He renews us. He renews our strength. He renews our courage. And He gives us joy. The Bible says in Psalms uh, chapter 30, in verse 5, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Joy cometh in the morning. I was looking out, I walk on the treadmill and out in my little patio, and I was looking out at the trees. We have a couple of orange trees, we have a lemon tree, and we have the plants that are growing up in our backyard, and they're all coming up. The sun is shining. Those plants are growing. Those plants are coming up. The fruit is, being, is, is fresh on the tree. Do you understand? Though, though we're all facing turmoil, nature is just going on. The grass is turning green. The grass is growing. And the, the different springtime flowers are here. And the trees are coming. Uh, the leaves are coming back on the trees out here in the, on the church property. And things are becoming beautiful again. And they're just a reminder to us, listen, as time moves on, there, there's weeping. There's difficulty. We endure weeping for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Joy. We look to God. God has a plan. God has a place for us. God has a purpose. And the Bible says all things work together for good. For those that love God, those that are calling according to His purpose, 
You see, all of us have purpose here at Mountain Avenue. We have a great purpose. We're here to win people to Christ, to teach them the Bible. We win our families to Christ. We teach them the Word of God. And then we teach them so much to follow God and know this book called the Bible. That's why we have Sunday school class. That's why we have a Bible class in our Christian school. That's why we have master's clubs every Wednesday night. Because we want to teach you the Bible. Because this is your sustaining, your sustaining food right here. It's the Word of God. Oh, listen, weeping may endure for a night. Listen, we do weep. But we endure for a night. We endure for a time. But joy cometh in the morning. Listen, the secret for not losing heart is just keeping everything in perspective. We're going to get through this. Things are going to get better. And we want, to, we want to strengthen ourselves for the task that God has called us to do. We need to get our eyes and our hearts off what we can see and look beyond that. Well, let me tell you, to the glory that waits us in His presence in heaven, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Stephen, when he was being stoned, the Bible says, but, be, but he being full of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 7 and verse 55, looked, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And so keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to look up. You don't need to listen. We need to look up and you need to look down. You see, the more you look down at the Bible and the more you look up at God, it'll help you as you walk in this life. We spend too much time looking you know, maybe it would be good if your TV was broken. Maybe it, oh, I'm sorry, Marianne. Uh, you know, um, no, we, your TV, you need that to watch the services. But look up. Look to the Lord. Look, down, look at the Word of God. And then that'll help you walk. That'll give you a clear path. Jesus was standing on the right hand of God. Stephen was dying for his Savior. He was being martyred for his Savior. Man, he loved Jesus. And he walked with him. And so we know all things work together for good. Romans 8, 28. For them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. His purpose. In eight, chapter 8, and verse 29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. You see, God is making us and conforming us or forming it to be like Jesus, to live, to love, to look to God, to want to please God. Call it when Jesus fed the 5,000, he looked up into heaven and he prayed to God and he blessed it. He was man, but he was the God-man, but he always looked to God. 
And so let me tell you something. God will provide. God's going to provide your food. God's going to provide your, uh, the, 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 the monies for your house. God's going to provide you a job if you've been laid off or been unfurloughed. Listen, you'll go back to that job or God will have a better job. God's going to take care of you. Oftentimes when I was in Bible college, our pastor would say, you know, Sears and Roebuck was a big employer at that time. And he would say, you don't work for Sears and Roebuck. You work for God. You serve God. Don't look to the company. You look to God. You work hard for that company. You do your best so that God will get the glory for that, the abilities and the opportunities you have. But make no mistake about it. God is in control. And so there's nothing in your life as a Christian that is meaningless. Some things appear to be that way, but nothing. All God will, why did that happen? God, why is this happening? God will work it all for good. God has a plan. You know what? God already has a plan for you and your family to work through this coronavirus time. God already has a plan in place for you three months from now, if that's when this thing ends, or six months, or nine months, or a year. And little did we know, when we talked about having God first as our theme at the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church this year, little did we know that we, man, we had to keep God first in our lives. And we talked about 2020 vision of the scriptures. We had to keep God first. We had to, had to be, have our heart and our minds in the scriptures to guide us and help us as we move along this path. We think about King Herod as he took the life of John the Baptist. Just over a mother, uh, uh, the teenage daughter um, that danced, and his wife said, hey, I want the head of John the Baptist. We're talking about the forerunner of Christ. We're talking about Bible prophecy John the Baptist. John, who God used after 400 years of silence. He's the prophet. He's the preacher. He's the one that said, look, I'm not not worthy to, to unlatch the shoes of Jesus. He's the Messiah. Behold the Lamb of God when he saw him, which comes to take away the sins of the world. Her mother told the the young girl to ask for John the Baptist's head on a platter. And she makes her request. It made him sad. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 20, Herod, Herod you know, he liked him. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man. Man, Herod had a respect for him. He said of John the Baptist, he was a just man, a holy man, and observed him, and when he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. But because he made a promise, he had to keep that promise. And so he has to have John the Baptist 
beheaded. He's executed. But I got to tell you, in Matthew eleven eleven. The scripture says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there not hath risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Listen, John the Baptist died. He was a great man of God. He was the forerunner of Christ. He was a, a very important man. But Jesus said he was great. From our perspective, the death of John the Baptist was meaningless. But from God's perspective, the eternal significance of his life, of his love for God, of the fact that he was the forerunner of Christ, was more. You think about John the Baptist. He walks to that room. He puts his head down on the table. He's going to be beheaded. He's going to die. You wonder if you thought about that verse, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You see, that's what we would consider in our life. John's life on this earth, his ministry on this earth, he's about to enter into heaven for the glory of God. And so when tragedies of this life continue and you're brokenhearted and you're going through difficulties, it's not meaningless. God has a plan. God has a plan for you. And so at this time, as we, as we consider the, these dark days, as our video talked about, the darker the, the night, the brighter our light, we get to shine to our children, to our families. We get to be a light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. For I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. God is at work. God is out in front of you. God is taking care of you. Look to Him. Follow Him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the strength you give to us, God. Thank you for this time we can be in your word. Thank you for our church, our school, our missionaries. God, continue to meet every need. We love you, and we look to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're listening and you're not sure of your eternal home in heaven, we'd be glad to have somebody come visit you.